electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Futures are steady as attention turns to retail this morning. Blowout earnings from Walmart, Home Depot and Macy's with some raised guidance. More detail on the Discovery Warner merger and the president goes to Ford today. Our roadmap begins with retail, though, in recovery mode. Walmart, Home Depot, Macy's all rallying. Walmart CEO making it clear customers, he says, want to get out and shop. Plus, uh, shares of AT&T are under pressure. This just a day after announcing that mega merger of its Warner Media business with Discovery. Is there more consolidation in this business underway? And Treasury Secretary Yellen gets set to make the case for business to help foot the Biden infrastructure plans this hour. Carl. Guys, an interesting retail picture, Jim. I know you've been all over it this morning. Walmart's a big story, but I know you love Home Depot, and it's amazing when a company of this size grows 30% or 38% on a two-year stack. These are totally joyous numbers. I mean, look, these companies are very, very good. And what they did was really have the right stuff and recognize that this is going to be a blowout. So what did they do? They had the right inventory. Uh, that's very important. Remember, uh, some of the great people like uh, Mickey Drexler over time has always said, listen, you can't have you got to be very careful with inventory. You don't want too much. You don't want too little. These companies were extraordinary. They actually got it right. David, when you see Home Depot doing that number, Walmart doing a number, they had the right merchandise. They knew what people wanted. And we should celebrate business people who know what they're doing, plan ahead, have a great idea and don't cut their dividend and don't screw the shareholders. Oh, my gosh. I Sorry. Know we're gonna, no, listen, we're going to talk more about it. It's 24 hours since we first discussed that. But uh, that was, he was referring to AT&T there when he said that at the end. But yes, on Walmart and controlling inventory. Uh, wow. It's such a key. Our, my friend David Berman has talked so often about right. that in the past and keeping an eye on inventories because it, if you have too much, it means eventual markdowns and then margins obviously are compressed. Right. In this case, not the case. But that's so hard to do. Yeah. I mean, that's why the, people don't realize. I mean, my father was at Gimbel's. Right. And they, that's an old department store. And they yes. always had too many gabardines. Okay. Too many gabardines. Too so they had to take the mark down. And it was just a disaster. I mean, I can't, you know why these stores are, how much they have to have, including garden? And for Home Depot, that Carl, these guys are fantastic merchants. Yep. Uh, it is amazing. Uh, Home Depot inventory up 28%, Jim. And it still wasn't enough. Still, still not enough to enough. keep up with sales up 30. It's so joyous. And I know that. Uh, Diane Oak, was, Diane Oak was talking about uh, the real estate, the uh, home builders uh, really kind of saying no at last to lumber. Uh, I have to tell you that the home builders are smart to do that, but you can't even get, it's very hard to get an appliance out of Home Depot or Lowe's. You really have to, uh, really have to root around. Again, because well, the, home, the appliance guys can't make, as many, can't make them fast enough. The plumbing guys can't make them fast enough. But at least these big companies, David, had what was necessary 
to be able to have these kinds of quarters. Yeah. I think it's incredible. Well, what they also have is a digital strategy. Yes. Uh, and that becomes, as we know, has become so even more important. Obviously, it's not as though it wasn't important for years now. And Walmart has been building on it for quite some time. But they know the customers. 37% growth in e-commerce. How it's do you pretty, do that? It's a pretty big number. And, you know, we used to say, well, it's off a very small base. Not so small what, anymore. Two, almost 3,000 right? stores. Yeah, not so small anymore. We don't celebrate the good ba- guys, yeah. David. And that contributed 360 basis points to comp sales, which overall were up 6%. How about McMillan delivering with grocery yes. over at Walmart? Yes. Grocery was the standout. That says that Walmart Plus isn't so big. Strong quarter. I should take over that. I'd be much more emphatic. You would. Well, you're yeah. joyous. I am joyous. I'm, I'm joyous. I, I am joyous when I see American business people do such a great job and not shenanigans and not financial engineering. Just good old-fashioned merchandise, merchandising <laughs> and knowing what they're doing and really being ahead. Carl, everyone said that when Mark Laurie, everyone, some noted wag said when Mark Laurie was away, left uh, Walmart, he took the uh, Walmart Plus with him. How many of these analysts came out and said Walmart Plus isn't doing well? Shame on them, Carl. They got it wrong. They're worse than the Apple people yep. who are checking on that. They, uh, they're doing their supply side checks. Ugh. Supply side <laughs> checks. Uh, and, <laughs> and, the, and the guidance, too, Jim, uh, they do see full year EPS up low double digits. The prior was flat to up slightly, and that did Correct. not get overlooked. City, uh, Jim, points out on Walmart that um, it was encouraging. Obviously, stimulus helped. Uh, that's obvious in the numbers. But they said it was encouraging the uptick in higher margin general yes. merchandise <laughs> in the quarter, meaning customers are willing to make more discretionary purchases at Walmart. Yeah, that again is uh, there's this mixture of people who saved a lot of money and are itching to buy. OK, and people who got the stimulus. And then, of course, uh, the, the people who are both. And what I'm seeing here uh, is that the American consumer has really decided it was one. I read a note yesterday, David, when they feel like they're vaccinated, what do they want to do? They want to go out. They want to shop. Yeah. They do. Have you been vaccinated? Because it would help you a little shopping. Well, I have been, and I am fully vaccinated, and I go out every single night. But I do what I like, which is just go out and eat. Okay, but it is. I mean, food, it is friends. incredible I to me. I don't like to shop, as you but know, is, and I don't intend to. Well, that's too bad for you. But it is amazing, Carl, because I'm leaving him immediately. It is amazing that <laughs> people vaccinated want to go to Walmart and spend money. But apparently, they also want to go to Macy's. Uh, oh, I Jeanette think the apparel consumers sales there. seek to reengage with each other. We're seeing promising signs that our core customers are shopping again. Yes, Blue Mercury, good. Now, here's a takeaway Said, uh, from that, Macy's, from that yeah. Macy's call. Jewelry, fragrance, David, luxury. Jewel, that's what you... Sp- you don't need jewelry. You don't need fragrance. You don't. What do you need? Well, no, these are things you don't need. This is what people are buying. It's oh, you're saying I don't need them. No, I don't understand. Okay, I am saying. Oh, I get it now. You, as in, you don't need these things, but you're going to buy them anyway. They're additional. They're not necessary right. to it's, living it's, your life. It's not like I tried to get a rowboat this weekend, Carl, Cabela's, Walmart. No one in this country has a rowboat. Six months for a rowboat. Well, I could see you out in a rowboat. Yeah. Do you wear a little cap when you, you're like a little, like a, oh, that would be more of in Venice. I could see you as like a. I, th- oh, I thought you were referring to the Godfather. Gondolier. God. Yeah. Did rowing? You, thought you, you thought I was Freddy. Carl, do you see this with I me? thought rowing you thought him? I was Freddy. Rowing. See Jim out there rowing there, You can't boat. even get oars. You can't get oars, Carl. But again, this is the, the shortage I, well, scenario, but it's a good one. Yeah, I think our friend Lizanne Saunders pointed out this morning, Jim, that for the first time in history, really, going back to data, goes back to 92, uh, retail sales exceeded inventory. So 
it's going to be hard to find the, the thing that you want or the size that you want in the coming quarters, Jim. It's just hard to keep up. But at the same time, as long as uh, there's no price gouging, of which there, some people might think, I mean, this is, look, this is nirvana for retail. And you know what? I am a big believer that that's okay. Like, I think that there's a lot of people who feel when these companies are doing really well, there's going to be something going wrong. And I'm just the opposite. I'm saying that as someone from a retail background, this is an extraordinary time and it's a bountiful time. And maybe these workers can make more money because they don't make a lot of money. So anyway, I'm positive. All right. Something you're not well, Jim, positive on. The, uh, the, the, Carl. I was just going to say, guys, the only... Um, real wrinkle on the Macy's was a classic reopening story. Gross margin, Jim, was up 2,000 basis points. But they did say um, labor crunch is, uh, is pinching. And they also said that the return of uh, international tourism, they do not see until 2022, which yeah, is obviously a big deal for. Uh, yeah. They got a bad COVID problem and they'll get that in dollars weaker. I, I thought that Jeff was a little t- uh, too downbeat, but he did raise sales guidance even by $2 billion. They're going to be able to fix that balance sheet, Carl, which is really important. Macy's was a much higher stock. And I think Jeff is uh, Jeff. This was a vindication of Jeff's strategy is what I think. David. Uh, all right. I want to get to AT&T, Jim. Which no, that's fine. I'm not, I, of, I went nothing, to bed thinking of AT&T about what, the betrayal. On. You shared some of your thoughts. Well, listen, it was 24 hours ago when you first turned to me and you said, I think they're cutting the dividend. <laughs> and we looked at the numbers and we said, oh, yeah, 40 to 43 percent pay ratio on a 20 billion free cash flow numbers, 8 billion. And they're paying 15 now. We did the math. We I asked, only had to work 40 years to figure that we out. Asked John, we asked John Stanky, of course, CEO of AT&T about it. And in fact, of course, that is the case. But that seems to still be filtering into the marketplace, the idea that AT&T is not going to have the yield or at least the dividend payout that it did when it has a new capital structure once this deal with Discovery is completed, which is going to be more than a year from now. Neither stock performed well yesterday, despite what seemed to be very strong response very early in the market uh, day. And then as the day wore on, everything went down. Viacom went down. Our parent company, Comcast, got crushed down 6%. Concern there as well about, well, what are they going to do with NBCU? Do, can they participate? No. Or does it mean that they have less leverage because Discovery is going to have so many cable channels and can dictate terms? I mean, a lot of uh, wireless. Who knows? Um, nothing performed well yesterday, Jim. Uh, and no. AT&T today is looking to not perform well. I want to get back to Discovery, though, also because... Um, you know, some questions there about, well, what's the product really going to look like? Right. We, we spent a lot of time with Mr. Zaslov and Mr. Stanky yesterday, of course, talking about those questions. Some questioning the synergy number, $3 billion, although from what I hear and from what I've seen previously, they can usually deliver on those numbers. They did with scripts. And even though they never talk about revenue synergies, there will be revenue synergies, most likely. I mean, you look at things yeah, like they, what they've been able to do internationally uh, at Discovery with taking programming from scripts and getting a lot more women to watch. That's a revenue synergy number from that deal. So don't discount the possibility there. But not a great reception, Jim. And I know, obviously, you reserve particular wrath for AT&T at this point. Yeah, I mean, David, Randall Stevenson made so much money on the way out. And his strategy was over and over again about the need to be able to match content and his knowledge of his subscribers. And what was that? What was all that? I don't know. Well, but that's... But, you know, he went on and on everywhere about that. Yeah. And we all kind of just said, you know, maybe he's got an idea and maybe that makes sense. And it didn't make sense. And what I think was incredible was, you you know, you totally repudiate everything that Stevenson did. You, But you were there. 
um, the board was talking about. It's true. But but he was not CEO. And he has. He has basically moved in a decidedly different direction, has Mr. Stanky. Um, But this is not like Bob Iger saying, listen, we got to do it. And I do believe that we did question at the time some of those deals, even the direct deal. I remember having those conversations with Mr. Stevenson and and the and the Time Warner deal. Now, they did get hurt as well by that year of additional delay when the Justice Department came after them. This time, believe me, they were looking for a deal that had as little regulatory risk to it as any. Right. So deal with NBCU, for example, where you'd imagine a double reverse Morris Trust, which is what they were somehow talking about, was not something AT&T was interested in and given potential regulatory impediments, not to mention the fact that there was an expectation that, uh, that the Roberts family would not give up their, uh, their vote, so to speak, their oversized vote. But, um, but think if this were the NFL, yeah. okay, and somebody had a great, but Aaron Rodgers, yeah. right? And Aaron Rodgers is Aaron disgruntled, Rogers. right? Yes. And he decides he wants to go uh, be Alex Trebek. Okay, Jeopardy. yes, yes. Well, I think that in the no, end... No, I don't want him to. No, but in but, the end, uh, I think yes. the, the general manager at, at, at Green Bay would lose his job. Because what happened is, is that he was a knucklehead and lost Aaron Rodgers and therefore didn't go to, didn't, okay. didn't go. Well, we, we can say that. I would say that guy is an idiot, a moron. Aaron Rodgers is fantastic. He takes $5 million to Jeopardy instead of the $28 million, And he takes away all the hopes of Green Bay. And we would decide that that guy was just doesn't deserve his job. But if it's, it's corporate America, Dave, we had Randall Stevenson. He had a good strategy. Things changed. He had to change a little. So he had to go with the times. The stanky came in, and the dividend was too high, even though he said it wasn't. He said that the way that the yield would go down was because the stock would go up, but instead, no, it was because the dividend would go up. But it's all fine. It's all fine. Men in suits, doing a great job, changing direction. Can you imagine if I went on ESPN and I was like that? I would be fired so quickly that I deserved it. Yeah, you'd be fired quickly. Right. You would because be. I would have but no. In fact, I, I will say Stanky believes he's doing what he needs to be to make sure he's got as long a tenure as possible. And in fact, he did respond to my question about that and saying, well, I don't know how long my tenure is going to be. A lot of it will decide will be decided as a result of the decisions I've made. Yeah. Obviously, DirecTV is a smaller uh, disposition for them, which they will own a good deal of, but it will right. be managed outside the company. And now this 71 percent will be owned by 18 million, millions of shares well, traded. Millions of shares traded by people who I genuinely thought that the dividend wasn't going to be I cut. understand. Listen, let, you want, should we listen to Stanky again and his explanation for Fine it? Fine so with me. Least give I'm happy to listen to him. Take how he listen. let Aaron Rodgers go run jail. Oh, to no, that's what a Mr. Stanky said when I did ask him about why the dividend was being cut under the new so-called AT&T. We're taking our cash and we're putting it toward the highest return. And it's not not to be unexpected that when we shift out as much of the cash flow as we do with the media company transaction, what we've done with the DirecTV transaction, that we'd resize the dividend as a result of that. But more importantly, using that cash flow to something that we know we can generate really attractive returns far in excess of, you know, the five-ish percent yield that maybe the dividend returns is the right thing to do for shareholders. And we want this business to grow organically. And that's my goal and objective. Problem with that? Well, if the stock goes to twenty-five, you're even going to get like the highest yield in the S and P. Well, you will for a little while. Well, no, I'm saying if it really, you know, really yeah. goes down, the yield's going to be fat. You don't think Resize that makes sense? You don't you think that that strategy makes sense? Well, yeah, because, because they, they were never going to get credit so for the success they, of Warner at this point. They screwed it up so badly. Resize, David, is something you do to a suit. When you lose a lot but of you weight, you have to resize. When you no, jettison cut. a lot of your cash cut. flow, seventy-one percent of your cut shareholders the word are going to own cut the new company's stock, or Re- I should say, will own seventy-one percent of the new co. Straight face, 
I'm cutting the dividend. We really screwed up. I'm really sorry. We played Randall but, Stevenson but, 50 Jim, million. They're cutting it as way. a result of the change in the capital structure for the new company. They're not cutting it now. They're cutting it later. But 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 they're cutting it of, as in this is a new company. A lot of people own we're taking this cash flow. We're moving it over here. We're giving you 71 percent of this new company. We think this new company is going to do really well. well. People wanted it for the year for the dividend, David. Well, they wanted gonna, it. Then they're going to have to change their shareholder base, aren't they? Yeah, but there's people who owned it, and I feel badly for them because they got bagged and had. Um, I got. I want to move on to another part well, of the story. I, I want you to admit that they should have said we screwed up and we cut the dividend. I don't think you can quite say it like that, but I do think you're absolutely right to be focused on it because it was something that surprised a lot of people. Thank you. Good. Without it. Now, go right ahead. All right. I'll I go just ahead. Need it. I needed you've you to say that. Uh, you've seen some of the stories as well about Amazon potentially uh, buying MGM. Uh, you know, I can add in there. Yes, that's certainly been something discussed of late and been hearing the same from many people as well. We'll see whether they get to the finish line there. It's been sort of on and off potential as a potential sale candidate for some time. But it does play into this overall theme that we've talked about in terms of many of the direct-to-consumer platforms needing to secure even more content. Obviously, the deal yesterday is one of the keys there. We'll see if they ever combine HBO Max and Discovery Plus, but certainly they're going to have a lot of content being provided by Warner. The question, though, becomes, do you silo everything? So MGM is owned by Amazon and it only produces for Amazon. I asked that question to Zaslav yesterday as it related to the Warner studio. Here's what he had to say. I think that John created a, uh, an environment that allowed him to get J.J. Abrams and some of the best creative people in the world. And what he did was to say, you're not going to be a captive unit. Right now, uh, you know, it's, it's working extremely well. Will we look, and John and I have talked about what's the right mix, how much should be on our platform globally, how much should be produced for other competing platforms. Uh, but it'll be driven by maintaining the best creative talent in the world, uh, telling the best stories, because that's how we're going to be successful. This is a key question, I think, the siloing uh, to a certain extent, because everybody needs to produce for their direct-to-consumer platforms. What's Apple going to do? Do they have enough access to content? Sony's out there. They're sort of out. Paramount is still producing for others, but they've got Paramount Plus and Viacom. It'll be an interesting question to see how things develop as this world continues to evolve. Oh, no, this is so fluid. It's incredible. Fluid in some ways at this point. Wow. A somber Jim Cramer. Carl. Guys, a lot more to get to this morning, including uh, this uh, new put strategy from Michael Burry on Tesla. Uh, we'll talk some Bitcoin. Got some upgrades of names like Gap and MGM. Lumber's down six straight. Fidelity creating no-fee accounts for kids as young as 13. We're back in a minute. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Shehi a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. 
For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big-picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com. A lot of pots boiling this morning with the strength in retail. Futures relatively flat. We'll talk a little bit more about the president's trip to Ford as they roll out the Lightning F-150. And we do have oil today. Brent hit 70 and WTI 67 and change, highest since March 8th. Don't go away. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. All right, let's get to a mad dash. We've got uh, six and a half minutes before we start, get, uh, start with trading here. Uh, the Gap uh, okay. is not a company that reported earnings, but you want to talk about it. I don't know if you've been to the Gap lately, David, but <clears throat> it's actually got fantastic. We're all Gap this weekend. I love it. The shirts are great. The pants are great. Very inexpensive. But the analysts didn't see the change. So Credit Suisse today goes from sell to hold, shifting to neutral amid lack of negative catalyst. Lack of net. Well, you think they're going to sell gap to discovery in order to be able to say, hey, listen, we were wrong. No, but what's really that's a that's a joke about ATT saying we're wrong. I got, you know, here's 50 million. I screwed up. Uh, Okay, we screwed the board. Old Navy, the right brand at the right time. Now, they use a price target. They go raising our target price to 34. Well, David. It is a 34. So, like, let's just again say, you know what? We missed this one, but we realize it's really great. It's much better than it used to be. Uh, we're going to go to buy, and we're going to take, you know, we think you can't blame votes. anybody who's, been, who's owned this thing for any length of time for potentially selling here when you have that kind of a gain. Can you? No, but I'm saying they You're went saying from, the analyst is ridiculous. Sell, I get they, it. They had a sell here. I know. They were horrible. They, went, they, were, they were bad. Oh, so you they were poor. A, you dump on analysts, but not on board members in 18. Yeah, by the way, you know that that is not true. Nobody does it. Really? Of the two of us, who sucks up more to CEOs and boards? Who? Come on. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's exactly right. Remember that face. All right. We got. <laughs> but every so often, watch out, because when he gets mad, woo, it's not good. All right. We got an opening bell coming up next. Apple's going to be a name to watch this morning. A lot of moving parts, uh, not the least of which, Jim, is this page one story in The New York Times about some of the compromises the company is uh, making reportedly in China, uh, a market that uh, Tim Cook helped to develop. But now, according to The Times, um, helping to censor on the App Store and moving some user data onto Chinese servers has raised some eyebrows today. Yeah, uh, look, I mean, they all have to walk tight ropes on this stuff. And I think that 
that Tim Cook has done a great job walking the tightrope. Uh, I think that you have to compromise a lot of things when you work in China. It's a big market. Uh, but I also think you can be a force of good in China. Uh, I think that the Chinese Communist Party is always worried about Apple, but knows that the people like it. So, David, I don't think I'm not going to say that that China's been that China is kinder, gentler to Apple than anybody else. But Apple's tried to Apple's had to walk the tightrope. As have any number of other companies yes. that uh, that uh, gain a great deal of profitability from that market. Right. But it's not easy to do. It's not an easy tightrope to walk. No, it's getting tougher. Um, particularly given the pressure you get as well from your shareholders right. who are interested in, obviously, ESG and meeting various, and a company like Apple wants to do that. Nike is another name. Nike. You know, you've brought up any, any number of times I walking that tightrope too, right? Yes. I mean, Nike is the one that has, I think, of, of all the companies in America, other than the ones that are coming out and making statements about Georgia, Nike's been the most civil rights-oriented company. I, I think it is hard to justify. I, my charitable trust owns it. We've been selling for fear that they will say, you know what, we can't justify it. Yeah. Well, uh, you're clearly not the only ones, Jim. Uh, Kathy Wood's arc continues to sell some Apple, which we can talk about in a second. There's the opening bell at the NYSE uh, and the NASDAQ, Jim, which it looks like is going to get lucid uh, as they tweet a few moments ago about um, the SPAC merger. I think the ticker symbol under lucid is going to be, uh, I lost it here, but oh, LCID. Yep, okay. Uh, following the planned merger with CCIV. And There's Fis- a lot between Fisker. that and Fisker and Tesla and the Ford Lightning F-150. There's a ton of news in the EV space. Yeah, I mean, I think Ford, uh, Biden will be there. I think Ford's electric 150. Uh, uh, Jim Farley, he's not getting enough credit for trying to make his whole line electric. And obviously they have component problems. Tesla, we can bat about. Uh, Tesla stock has become uh, a, 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 a bad stock. How about that? A bad stock? Well, it's after being unbelievably good. Well, inc- incredible people, year last year. It's not say, down 19, 20% this year. You see it right there. 19. What have you done for me lately is yeah. how people feel. I think that's a mistake. I think Musk deserves a little bit better. Give him some leeway. Okay. He's trying to get Berlin going. It doesn't look you know, year to date, but when you look at this over any other period of time, it's Well, well I it's can't incredible. hit that guy. I mean, he's created a huge amount of value. He has. He's okay in my book. Um, Fisker and Fisker's... They're going to get, they made, I think they made a couple foul. Hey, I think it was 20, 20, was it 22,000? Yeah, I made that selling ice cream. I noticed a K on our screen last night, Jim. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, they're not really in that. They're pre-revenue. Yeah. Dave, what do you think about pre-revenue companies? Uh, I think you have to be careful. Really? Certain environments, they work. I mean, right. and a lot of the SPAC, a lot of the companies that are going public through SPAC process are pre-revenue. Right. Uh, in, you should think of it as late-stage venture capital money to a certain extent. Some of them will hit. Some of them may be will, rocket ships, and many will right. not be but at I just, all. They'll sell anything. I mean, you know, I, I happen to like the Lucid. I was in the Lucid. It was terrific. The uh, car I loved itself. It. I just yes. loved it. I right. loved it. But I, and, and everyone tells me that the you know Bill McDermott has the new. Uh, Fisker car, uh, and they've got a good deal with uh, Magnum, good deal with Foxconn. It's just that they're pre-rev. I'm uncomfortable pre-rev. Right. Uh, well, in this environment, you've been saying that. Now, right. four months ago, didn't seem like people were uncomfortable with pre-rev. And they were very comfortable as well with multiple to revenues but, on either current revenues that are quite small but are going to grow but very then, quickly. But then you and I both felt that things had gotten out of control. Yes. 
we well we made we made references to past times. But the, the food, the lucid when it was at what was CCIV, CCIV's high is sixty four dollars and eighty six cents. That was more like the Boer War than right. what he did and, against. And the let's Nazis. remember when we talk about Lucid, which will become a fully public company when it despacks, yeah. as we say, and you saw what the symbol's going That's to be. Gallipoli. It will have, I think, if I recall, one point six billion shares in total. So you want to take one point six billion times eighteen dollars and eighty one cents. That's still a pretty hefty well, market. Because people uh, who market are buying it don't understand. They don't know understand the hidden shares. Right. Because the SEC is nowhere on these. These are kind of like carve out. Carl, these are all carve outs. They, they don't have to be uh, as forthcoming. Whole special category of not to be forthcoming. How does this happen? Jim, you, um, there's a lot we don't know about uh, Michael Burry's uh, put strategy, uh, but I wonder what you make of that. I mean, the reports would indicate it is a uh, of large uh, short strategy. And then uh, Biden going to, uh, to Ford today. Uh, there's a lot of discussion about what is the overlap between the truck market and the EV market. And would you get a classic F-150 buyer to be interested in an EV, especially with Biden ostensibly backing it with his appearance today? You know, my, you know, my wife is in line to buy a Super Duty, electric Super Duty. That's bigger than the F-150 uh, for this new place that we bought with Bitcoin. Bitcoin. We bought this farm with Bitcoin. Now we're going to buy the 150 with Ethereum because we didn't know what the hell we were doing. But the Ethereum, because it was like some, I don't know, but that we're getting the, we're getting the, F, the EV Super Duty, Dave. That's the bigger one. It's like you don't call it the 250 or the 350. You call it the Super Duty. Right. Okay. Okay. And it's not going to be diesel. It's going to be EV. Okay. Um, and Jim Farley's making them. And yep. Ethereum is uh, buying them. Awesome. I told you to buy the Ethereum. You did? No, I don't remember I completely that. left you no, out. No, I wish you had. No. I might have actually done but it. I think betting against... Because we can't own that. We can't own stocks, well, as everybody knows, a, or options. We it was a currency. Bonds, but we it was a currency that went bonkers. It did go bonkers. went bonkers. Uh, Carl, I, I think betting against uh, Musk is something I would not do. I just think he doesn't play by the normal rules, and he's a genius, and I'm just not going to bet against this genius. I'm not betting against Mozart. I'm not betting against Edison. I don't like to take the over against Beethoven, but I think I have to. And Musk is in there. And what? he's got the advantage of still being alive. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big advantage. So, Carl, betting against Musk, I mean, let's say you, d- you did that for the last three years. But, Carl, that would be a suboptimal strategy. <laughs> yes. As just about every sell site analyst can attest, Jim, uh, having a, a long-term bearish view has not paid off. No, uh, just like shorting Netflix. You mentioned... Oh, um, what? Yeah. Yeah. Carl. You mentioned crypto, though, Jim. Uh, B of A fund manager survey today. Uh, long Bitcoin, now officially their most crowded trade, which they point out uh, with other episodes like that, typically associated with a relative top, like technology in September of last year. Um, and then yeah, there's a story out today that Ethereum, that some traders are confusing the ticker with Ethan Allen, ETH, <laughs> which has raised all kinds of eyebrows today. <laughs> so there's like people saying, I'm not making this up. Chia with Western Digital and Seagate. We are in a funny moment. Some people say it's a stupid moment. I mean, look, I, I, which, is more, which is dumber? Ethan Allen, confusing with Ethan Allen, which first maker, <laughs> or confusing it with uh, entertainment, and it's a telephone company. <laughs> Uh, no, you're deadly serious on that. Nothing. By the way, we should point out AT&T shares are down 7%. Get out of town. Uh, you know, it, that yield actually, is going to be so high. It actually had been the best performer of the group yeah. this year. It had outperformed Verizon, which has not done very particularly no, well. And it just outperformed T-Mobile, which, of course, we know is the 
is one of the key competitors there. Uh, but this turnaround on the announcement of this deal, it's not really what they were hoping for. Uh, I'll tell you that. Now, there's right si- the right-sizing the uh, market cap. a lot cap. yet to be fully explained, a lot to be understood. You're going to have a change in shareholder base to a certain extent to the point that we've been making because those who expected or bought the stock for right. a significant yield, when this deal closes, it's going to change. The capital structure is going to change, and you're going to get 71% ownership of this new co. Um, but that could take some time. Okay. Um, a couple of other things I want to get to with you. Sure. Uh, first, let me just quickly get to uh, the battle for the rails here, KSU. Yesterday, we got something from the uh, SDB, the Surface Transportation Board, that, that uh, scared a number of shareholders yes. here because it appeared, wait, did they say that they won't give a voting trust, which is the key here to Canadian National? And yes, they did, but no, they didn't. No, they said, well, we're not going to approve a voting trust yet because we haven't seen the merger agreement. And so from its point of view, uh, Canadian National says, hey, we're committed to addressing any concerns like that. We'll we'll give you the voting agreement as soon as we can. And they went on to say STB's procedural decision to defer consideration of a voting trust was based solely on the fact that a merger agreement for the combination between uh, Canadian National and KCS was not available to be filed. They go on to say they're committed to addressing any competitive concerns uh, to be successful in completing this combination. As you might imagine, Canadian Pacific had a different view. Um, they said there's a lot more to this. And, you know, to be fair, they could have just said that in a few sentences, the STB, but they right. didn't. It was a pretty long filing. They said with this new ruling by the STB, CP's confidence in the superiority of its friendly agreement is redoubled. The fairness of their outstanding offer to acquire KCS is compelling, and it's the only one that's viable. Um, what I can tell you is, that Kansas City Southern, unless CP raises at this point, and they have until Thursday, uh, I think it's after business hours to do so, uh, they're still going to most likely, it would appear at this point, stick with what they've got from CN and go and sign that merger agreement with them. They get a billion dollars if they don't get a voting trust, and they expect that CP will still be there if that should be the case. And they still believe most, more likely than not that they will get the voting trust. So that's where things stand right now. You can see what happened to Kansas City Southern. Another story I want to get to on you, uh, with you, uh, Jim, is, sure. Duke, is Duke Energy. And Elliot right. yesterday coming out, not a surprise. There had been some press on this, but they did move forward with a more activist campaign, basically saying we want you to split up. Uh, we want you to split into, what is it, into three, into three separate entities, uh, essentially, um, we believe that Duke should conduct a thorough, unbiased review of a tax-free separation into three regionally focused, publicly traded uh, holding companies, utility holding companies, Carolinas, Florida, and the Midwest. What do you think? Well, they did. A lot of these utilities are worth more broken up than not. Uh, I did a piece on Friday about Crown Castle and how Elliott approached things. They came in. They gave a presentation. They were allowed in. A company basically said, eh, we don't really like it. And then the company did exactly, pretty much exactly what uh, these people do. And I have to tell you, they do, the, they do high-quality work at Elliott. Okay. Now, I understand that uh, Duke doesn't think that their utility work has been as good. They believe that scale is extremely important in this and business. And why is that? Um, well, they cite a number of different reasons, including comments from Semper's CEO, Jeffrey Martin. I love Jeff. One of the outcomes from the pandemic was this belief it's important to be larger and a market leader in every market. They cite uh, Gail Klappa, uh, WEC's executive chairman. Longer term, I still believe we're in a consolidating industry. I still believe scale matters. Uh, Duke's coming out and fighting, which is always interesting. Here's a quote from their release of rebutting what Elliott said. Elliott's approach to Duke Energy thus far is is reminiscent of Elliott's decidedly mixed results in the utility industry. 
as shown by recent activity with Sempra Energy, First Energy, and Evergy. These utility share prices have materially underperformed the sector to date since Elliott became involved, establishing an unenviable track record of shareholder value destruction. Wow. I mean, Elliott's done a pretty good job. And I usually don't I... see, you know, most people go, oh, Elliott, we're not, you know, we're right. not going to raise the gloves. Right. But in this case, uh, yeah, they're fighting. They are. They're yeah. fighting. Well, yeah. look, I, every one of these large utilities is really threatened by the man that Murray's betting is. It's threatened by Elon Musk and by Generac. I mean, you, you, they're going to be able to do a lot of things to these big utilities that are not, not great, okay? And, you know, look, First Energy massively uh, outperforming. Until that bribery scandal, I think that's good. Semper has actually performed roughly in line. Jeff Martin, I said he's doing pretty well. Um, Evergy headed in the right direction. New CEO. It's early. Right. But I understand. I totally understand that Duke wants to battle. Uh, but a lot of times there, there could be a lot of things that are good here. They left out NRG, which they, I think they saved. Where is the center point? Do they, center point doesn't catch. DTE doing very, very well. I don't know. Those have massively outperformed. If you're going to cherry pick. Right. Well, I mean, why don't we cherry pick some of the good ones? No, without a doubt. Uh, so, Carl, I mean, those are good. I mean, yeah, energy has been great. And I'm glad you pointed them out. And, and Carl, we're going we're gonna to keep following this. Uh, you know, Duke's an important utility. Course, Very important. An important company. Uh, and um, it's going to be a battle. People own that for the dividend. See, they like the yield. Oh, gosh. Back to that already? It's been a couple of minutes. Yeah. Down 7.2%. 7. 7.2. 7. That's good. Yeah. That yield, Guys, that uh, we lost some of the so retailers. Uh, Home Depot and Macy's have gone red, Jim. I did oh, notice well, Home Depot crazy. mentioned lumber. Uh, uh, they mentioned lumber uh, affecting their gross margins by about 35 uh, basis points. <sighs> lumber is down six days in a row, Jim, but those are the futures. It's not doing a whole lot for the cash market. No, and the, the housing companies are all, you know, they're telling me, look, uh, it's going in the right direction. It's not enough yet uh, because it's been up so much. But uh, it, look, Home Depot's been up, up, up. I know, but uh, I and I'm not on the conference call, so let's just leave it at that, uh, David. You know, when you're not on the conference call and you're out here, you you lack what other things. people have. Yes, but uh, that is, I, I just think it's such a great company. I would want to t- take a look at that by tonight's show. Walmart holding up, by the way, not connected with lumber or connected with groceries, Carl. And groceries are doing really well. A lot of people, like when you go to Walmart, I mean, I have to tell you, I was, I was at Walmart two weekends ago, and it's just incredible, the food aisles. I mean, versus, say, even a Kroger, uh, versus uh, you know, the Kings that I go to. But they have a hard time stack, uh, stocking sporting goods, Carl, because of the pandemic. And people, like, well, I was looking for some, uh, some uh, very good bait, uh, you know, the, the phony bait, you know, the plastic bait. 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 Yes, understood. Well, and good rods. So you're and fishing. I had to go in to Cabela's. Your, in your rowboat. No, I, there are no rowboats in the country, David. Sorry, of course, I forgot that. No rowboats. Oh, my God. He's just, he doesn't understand. we got to get back Carl. to Carl. We he doesn't get understand what America does. America rows. Okay? And they get Brunswick. They get, uh, America rows. America get, you get the 24 inch, 24 foot Boston Whaler. Yeah. I'm taking you on that one, partner. I can't wait. I will take that invitation. Of course, it never really will come. Carl? <laughs> <laughs> At least your eyes are wide open, David. Yeah. Uh, we, we know where he's coming from. <laughs> uh, so we're roughly flat on the S&P 4164. I think, are we going to Pisani first or Santelli this morning? Let's go to Rick. Uh, good morning, Rick. Good morning, Carl. You know, you all were just discussing lumber down six days. And yes, those are the futures contracts. 
But let's look at those again. From 1986 till 2019, you can see uh, the contract was changed in 86. Uh, It existed before that, but in its current form. But when you zoom forward, you see the way the scaling changes. Up to 19 looked pretty energetic until you include everything posted right during COVID. And we could see that even with the six days down that Carl alluded to, we're still multiples where this contract is. And those are futures. And yes, your lumberyard prices and the mills, there's going to be a lag effect there. But trust me, the interesting thing about commodities is, is that when demand escalates, boy, usually one season, you really address that from a supply side. So be patient. These prices will ebb a bit. And why are we discussing this? Because we had a nasty uh, housing number, at least on the start side, down almost 10%. But it isn't because there's a problem with housing. It's because there's a problem with, well, Supply chain, commodity prices, just procuring labor, construction, supply of single family. You guessed it. Look at the way it affected it intraday 10. It turned the market down a bit. But if you move it back to one week, we had an auction last Wednesday of 10-year notes. It was the best of breed with threes, tens, and thirties. That was our high watermark. We had a 169 settlement last week. That was a five and a half week high close. And we are starting to drift away once again. Now, if you look at the dollar and foreign exchange has really been exciting as of late, not in favor of the greenback. Here's a year to date chart of the dollar. And you can see we're at the lowest level since very early January. But if you zoom that chart back all the way to late uh, uh, 2014, you can really see how precarious where we're at in the dollar is. Yes, we're sitting at levels we haven't seen really since the spring of 2018, uh, February, March, April. But look at how close we are to levels we haven't seen since early 2015. So we really need to pay attention when the dollar index is trading under 90 even. Carl, Jim, David, back to you. All right, Rick, thank you very much, uh, Rick Santelli. So some moderate gains on the Dow this morning. Walmart's going to be your leader along with Intel, Home Depot, Walgreens, Visa. Some of the laggards include Verizon and Chevron. When we come back, uh, the Treasury Secretary making some comments about corporate tax. Don't go anywhere. All the arrows are now pointed in the right direction. So let's get back to life. This shutdown has caused all sorts of damage. We have to reopen. We have to reopen smart. We have to reopen with a cautious eye. But we have to get back to life, and we have to get back to life and living, and we have to do it the way New Yorkers do it. We have to do it quickly and robustly. That's New York Governor Cuomo, our news conference yesterday, saying uh, New York State will adopt the CDC's new guidelines on masks beginning tomorrow. Jim, it was an eventful day for uh, for New York City, especially yesterday. The marathon is back. Trebekah right. Film Festival is going to Radio City. Subways, uh, J.P. Morgan. Um, and I assume you're noticing this in your restaurant, too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's been, you know, look, not brag, but we had some unbelievable numbers. But that's because people are out. A lot of restaurants went under. Uh, Carl, I've got to tell you, the uh, New York is celebrating vaccination. It's about vaccine. It's not about, I mean, it should be about ventilation because that's how you avoid the, the illness. But, Carl, but Carl, when the illness is not around, then well, you don't have to worry about it. And it's a very, very low level right, right. now. And you got more than 50 percent of roughly well, of the city you, vaccinated. Look, it's a great thing to be vaccinated. I don't yeah. know. You know, I, I don't know the the bear case so much as obviously there are people worried. But I don't know what it I is. I mean, you can go out and do whatever you want. Now, I do wear this, Carl, around here because I don't know who's been vaccinated and who hasn't. 
You still wear mm -hmm. that? Yeah, because we don't have... Are you surprised how many people in New York City still walk the streets wearing Well, that makes no sense. When you're outside, you're not going to get it. No. When you're inside... Do you that think that that's a reflection still of people's unwillingness to fully engage? Or is it just people prefer to wear a mask I think outside? that they got used to it and they see in Asia that the numbers were better than ours because people wear masks all the time. I think it's indoors that the problem is. And the right. indoor circulation at a typical building, if you don't have windows, is just not good enough. So... Until yeah, I find I mean, out that I, everybody's I vaccinated I, I, it's a, Yeah, I think it's important, Jim, not to begrudge people for making choices like that. At the same time, we had, I think, 10 states yesterday report fewer than 100 cases. It's fabulous. Including North Dakota and Montana and some states that were in real dire straits uh, last summer. That's great. We'll take a break here. More Squawk on the Street continues in a moment. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. The cruise lines are back. The CDC folded. Norwegian cruise. You'll be able to go in early August to Alaska. David, we can go to the Caribbean again. You, you probably don't cruise either. But that's why Norwegian cruise is up, Carl. The CDC has recognized that if everybody's vaccinated, it's okay to go. Passengers vaccinated, crew vaccinated. They finally folded. And I'm glad because people love to cruise and it represents a great bargain. There we go. So Frank the Del fight Rio. over passports is over. They don't have to leave uh, Florida. They they're going all going all in. Uh, they can do whatever they want. It's good. David, you and I are going to go to Alaska on the Haven. We, the Haven is We're the top going. part. There's just incredible bargains. Going to row there for ten thousand dollars. You can row boat row there. I want you, you know, to Carl, row me around, Carl. I'm an American. OK, and the things we do is we go rowing. They get your pickup truck. I think you have, super yeah, duty. you have to say I'm an American. I got that. I sound just like mayor in East in Easton. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's good. God, she's got a worse accent last night. night. I said to my wife, Carl, I said, do people talk like that? She goes, home. Who do you think talks well, like so, that? Uh, Judy and I were talking about you last night. We wondered if you were impressed with Winslet's uh, accent or not. Yeah. I can't talk about it. I know my wife doesn't watch the show. I have such a crush on her. It's just scary. Her accent's the best I've ever seen. It. Really? Yeah, water. She says <laughs> water right. Um, Gasoline, she says right. She's got the water. Murray, she says right. Every single word she says right. She's amazing. She's a gifted. And that's not a spoiler. She's just incredible. She's gifted. She's gifted. Yeah. Like so uh, so we, we, Gene we talk, Smart also is really AT good. We talked at from every conceivable language. We have. And yeah. with Jim, reviews what's tonight? of Mayor of Tonight, Eastwood, yeah. we have Greg Eastwood. Hayes. Remember Greg Hayes? Great American. Here? Great American. No, that's Chip Bukas. Sorry. Greg Hayes came on air and said, not going to happen. Not going to happen. When, when, Dave, when Cody tried to buy him. Jenna Dressler says, no one talks about this. She's an unbelievable retailer. That signet. Uh, David, every kiss. What does it begin with? A K. Boy, you are better than I thought. And then plug power. Fresh off the restatement. Hydrogen. Hydrogen is like plastics in the, in the graduate. Hydrogen. I thought yes. it was lasers. Exactly. How do you every, mean? Every kiss brings with favor, and hydrogen is the way to go now if you're a young person. <laughs> oh, Jim, we'll see you at six. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track, we care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.